you are being watched. It's a fact. And as people watch how you react and respond to whatever life throws at you, what are they seeing? What kind of God are you portraying to them? Whom are you worshiping? King me or the King of Kings? It's only when you daily choose to surrender yourself completely to the one and only Almighty God that people will see His godliness being lived out in everything you say and do. Well, welcome to today's episode of the Point of Purity Podcast, a weekly study filled to the brim with all the tools from Scripture you will ever need to build a lasting life of biblical purity. Well, I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry, inviting you to grab your Bible and come on in as we dive into part three of our mini-series on how to live for Christ. Have you ever had that eerie feeling that someone's watching you? You whip your head around to see who it is, only to discover that there isn't anyone there, or that the people around you aren't even looking your way. I mean, creepy, right? Well, the fact is, people are watching and observing your life every single day. In my younger years, I did a fair amount of stage acting, and one thing our director drilled into our minds was the fact that at all times, and he would emphasize all times on that stage, whether you have a speaking line at that moment or not, someone out in the audience is watching you. Well, I think that's a great lesson for life as well. No matter what you may or may not be doing at the moment, people are watching you. Titus chapter 2, verses 7 and 8 instructs us to show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned. Why? Because people are watching you. Jesus said in Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16, that you are a light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. People don't light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Well, in the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. People are watching you. Peter challenges us to keep your conduct honorable so that others may see your good deeds and glorify God, 1 Peter 2.12. Yes, my friend, people are watching you. 1 Timothy 4.12, the Apostle Paul says, We are to set an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Why? Well, hopefully by now you understand that people are watching you. Now, to help drive this point home even further, I want you to listen closely as I quote to you 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Do this with gentleness and respect. 1 Peter 3.15. Too often, as Christians, we focus all of our attention on the last part of that verse. We put the emphasis on being prepared to share the gospel. We need to be ready to speak out for our faith, and that is good. In fact, it is very good. But it's not the emphasis that Peter is pressing upon us in this text. Listen to the verse again. In your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason of the hope that you have. Do this with gentleness 
and respect. Did you catch the emphasis? Don't misunderstand. Yes, we must be able to stand up for what we believe. However, if I am not living out what I believe, how will anyone ever know to ask me to share what I believe and why I believe it? I submit this is why Peter first says, In your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. You see, my friend, if Jesus is not Lord of your heart, how can he be Lord of your life? If Christ is not Lord of your life, then the people around you won't see Christ demonstrated through your words, your attitude, and your behavior. They won't understand that you're different, that you respond to life's challenges and trials with a powerful faith. They won't have a clue that you're a Christian. It's only when you daily choose to surrender your heart, your mind, and your will, yourself, if you will, completely to God, that everything you say and do will be a reflection of the God you serve. So think carefully about what God is telling us here. People are watching you. People are observing your life every day. And as they look at how you live, how you react, how you respond to life, what are they seeing? What kind of God are you portraying to them? Okay, now here are two very potent questions I want you to give serious consideration to. First, as people watch me every day, are they getting a right view of God? And then second, as they watch and as they listen to me, Am I making a lasting impression upon them for the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of me? Do you realize, do you understand the fact that your concept of God has a direct impact on your relationship with your spouse or your choice of one if you're single? Your concept of God impacts your relationship with your children or your nephews and your nieces. Your concept of God impacts your family and your friends, your co-workers, even your church family. As people watch your life, they are seeing how you view God. They are seeing firsthand who it is that you're worshiping, how you relate to and interact with God on a daily basis will be reflected in every word you speak and everything that you do. So what are your family and your friends? your co-workers and neighbors, even your friends at church, understanding about God as they watch you and listen to your words and observe your actions. Are you a mirror reflecting him or a wall hiding him? Do you let your light shine for all to see or are you hiding it somewhere deep within under that bushel? Do people see the image of King Me that you've worked so hard to refine and polish or do they see the image of Christ being lived out in everything you say and everything you do? Do you stand up for God, even if you may have to stand alone? Here's a key thought for you. Only when we set apart Christ as Lord in our hearts will he show up as Lord in our lives. Ecclesiastes 12 verses 13 and 14 says, Now all has been heard. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God, and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it's good or evil. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. 
Scripture is clear that God and God alone is worthy to receive glory and honor and power. Revelation 4.11 Everything comes from Him. Everything exists by His power, and it's intended for His glory. Romans 11.36 Did you catch that? His glory. Not yours, not mine. It's all about Him. All glory belongs to the only wise God through Jesus Christ forever, Romans 16, 27. All honor and glory goes to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God, 1 Timothy 1, 17. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Jude 25. Do you truly believe the verses I just quoted to you? Do you genuinely believe that truth, that God and God alone is worthy to receive the glory and the honor and the praise and the power? If you openly believe that only God is worthy to receive your glory, your honor, and your praise, then your life will be a daily reflection of that belief. Let me ask you this. Why is God alone worthy of all glory and honor? I have another important question for you. Do you want to live a life that draws people to God? Now, I'm not asking if you think it's a good idea. I'm not inquiring into your personal opinion on the matter. I'm asking flat out, do you want to glorify God in your life? The bottom line is this. Your want to will become a won't do if you don't do. Simply put, what I'm trying to say is this. If you want to glorify God in your life, you must first glorify Him in your heart. You must first glorify Him in your thoughts. Because what you think is going to come out in what you do. I want you to take a moment and meditate on the words of 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Did you catch that little word, all? If you've been following our episodes, then you know that I love to say that all means all, and that's all all means. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31. How you doing with that? You see, no matter what you do, when you do it, or where it's being done, you are to always do it for God's glory. Now just think about that. God is not expecting you to live a life that occasionally or even mostly glorifies Him. No, every aspect of your life, every moment of every day is to be lived in a way that He and He alone receives recognition and praise and honor. Now, that's a tall order. I mean, living a life that in every way and at all times glorifies God is certainly a noble and holy endeavor, but is it really possible Can you actually function in a way that every thought, every word, every action is in every way reflecting to the world around you the absolute greatness, majesty, wonder, and supremacy of the almighty God of the universe? My answer to you is yes. Yes, you can. You see, 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whatever you eat, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. That's a command in Scripture. And I've shared with you before in these episodes that God will never command you to do something that is impossible for you to do. 
He, he just can't do that. If he did, he'd be setting you up to sin. James chapter 1, verses 13 through 16 tells us God will not do that. So when God says that every thought, every word, every action, every way is to reflect to the world around you the absolute greatness, majesty, wonder, and supremacy of the Almighty God, you can do that. Philippians 4.13 says you can do everything through Christ who gives you the strength. Well, if you'd like to learn more about today's study, you're interested in learning more about our ministry, be sure to visit our website and see the multitude of resources that we've made available to you. You can find our website at The Purity Coach. It's all one word, thepuritycoach.com. One of the resources I'd like to highlight for you here is my book entitled Extreme Mind Makeover, How to Transform Sinful Thoughts and Habits into Patterns of Life that are Pleasing to God. Do you want to please God with every aspect of your life? I'm going to assume the answer is yes. Do you struggle with sinful thoughts and sinful habits? Again, I'm going to assume the answer is yes. There's a conflict there, isn't there? On the one hand, there is a desire to please God. But on the other hand, King Me wants to be pleased. King Me wants to be happy, happy, happy. And there's a conflict there. In Galatians 5:17, it says the flesh is in conflict with the spirit and the spirit is in conflict with the flesh. They're contrary to each other so that you cannot do the things that you would. You may be familiar with the words of Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 25, where Paul says, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, that's what I keep on doing. Can you relate? Well, this book, Extreme Mind Makeover, takes you on a journey through the Bible to examine what God has to say about how your thoughts, your words, and your actions directly influence and directly impact your heart. Jesus said in Matthew twelve thirty three, Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. Your thoughts... Now get this, listen, watch closely here. Your thoughts bear fruit, the fruit being your behavior. When you train your mind to think godly thoughts, the fruit of your life, the things that you do day in and day out, your words, your attitudes, your behavior, your actions, they will be godly. Now on the flip side, when you allow your mind to think sinful, fleshly, ungodly thoughts, then the fruit of your life, your daily attitudes and actions, will be ungodly. So how do I change the way I think? How do I change the things I do? How do I successfully and effectively guard my heart? Well, this book, Extreme Mind Makeover, takes you into God's Word and helps you with the answer to those questions. So go to our website, thepuritycoach.com, and check out the resources page to find out more about this book, or go directly to amazon.com and do a search for Extreme Mind Makeover. Or if you can't remember the words when you get to uh, Amazon.com, do a search for Steve Etner, and you'll find my books there. Well, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, let me encourage you to do so today so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, he must first be glorified in your every moment thinking.